Well, amen. Well, it's glad to see you. Great to see you all here this morning. Just before I share with you, I'm just going to pray. Let's just pray together. Father, we just bless you this morning for your amazing goodness. And Lord God, I just pray this morning that people would encounter you, the one and true living God. That Lord Jesus, you would stretch forth your nail-pierced hand and touch hearts and lives. That you would heal sick bodies in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Well, I'd like to share with you some good news this morning. Amen. Anyone to hear some good news? Hallelujah. Well, this morning I'm going to share some good news with you. It's called the gospel. The Bible says that the gospel is the power of God unto salvation for everyone who believes. The gospel can transform your life. And you may be here this morning... And you don't know this Jesus Christ in your heart as your Lord and Savior. Well, this morning you're going to have an opportunity to receive Christ into your life. Somebody say amen. Amen. I have a friend in Northern Ireland who is an evangelist. His name is Kevin Purcell. And he's also a gypsy, but he can't read or write at all. I'm an academic compared to him. Amen. Amen. Praise God. And Kevin, wherever he goes, he's preaching the gospel. I've been over to Northern Ireland quite a number of times and conducted crusades with him. And wherever you go, he's telling people about Jesus. You can't even go into a shop for a packet of sweets with him. Because he's saying to the guy behind the counter, you must be born again, Si. Oh, glory. And Kevin Purcell lives on the Dublin Road in a place called Newry. And on this place that he lives, he's got that many animals, it's like a zoo. He's got llamas, he's got camels, he's got island cattle. I've seen him trying to build a big boat the other day. You'll get it when you get home, don't worry about it. Dear Jesus. And twice a week, Kevin goes down into the town of Newry to buy supplies for the animals. So you can imagine the guy who owns the pet store has definitely heard the gospel. Hallelujah. So he used to go down twice a week and every time he went in the the pet store to buy supplies, he was telling the man about Jesus. So much so that the owner of the store started telling his assistant to serve Kevin when he came in. So Kevin thought to himself, what I'll do, I'm not getting through to him by talking to him. What I'll do is when I go in from now on, I'll start singing a chorus. All things to all men. So every time he went in, he started singing that chorus, my shackles are gone. Have you ever heard that chorus? Amen, because I was going to sing it for you. So twice a week, Kevin would go in the store, my shackles are gone, my spirit is free. In this pet store, there was a parrot in a cage in the corner. All I said, there was a parrot in a cage. And the pet store owner said to Kevin, he said, that parrot has never spoke for three years. 
So the weeks and months went by, and every time Kevin went in, he'd start singing the song, My shackles are gone, my spirit is free. One day, Kevin's in his home, and this car come down the drive at great speed. It was the pet shop owner. He come banging on the door. He says, quick, Kevin, come quickly. So Kevin says, what's the matter, Si? He says, come quickly, he says, Kevin. He says, the parrots singing, my shackles are gone. I hope this isn't too deep for you. <laughs> so Kevin and the pet store owner went down into Newry at great speed. And by the time they get there, a crowd had gathered round the pet store. The parrot was holding his own service. <laughs> there he was flapping his little wings. My shackles are gone. My spirit is free. The parrot said, in a moment, this budgie's going to bring the word. <laughs> Hallelujah. I've heard Kevin tell this story so many times. But there's a profound meaning to the story. You see, the parrot had learned to sing, my shackles are gone. But it was still in a cage. It was still in a cage. Its circumstances hadn't changed. It had just learned to sing a song. The title of my message this morning is Getting Out of Your Cage. Wow. Getting out of your cage. The parrot could sing My Shackles Are Gone, but it was only singing a song. It was still trapped in that cage. You know, so many people in our ministry that come to faith in Christ are church attenders. They attend a church and they know how to sing the songs, but they're still in a cage. Jesus Christ said, I have come to set you free. Amen. He said, you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. He who the sun sets free. How did you know I was going to say that? Wow. Saving me tonsils now. And you may be here this morning and you're in a cage. Not a physical cage, but you're bound up. You may attend a place of worship. You may be able to sing all these wonderful choruses we sing. But are you still in a cage? Are you free this morning in Christ? Amen. Because the Bible says it was for freedom that Christ has set us free. No longer to be under a yoke of slavery. Jesus didn't come to bind you up, but to set you free. Hallelujah. The first cage I see this morning is the biggest cage of all is the cage of sin. The cage of sin. Last year, 70% of the people that came to faith in our ministry were people who attended a church or a place of worship. They attended a church and they sang the songs but inside the hearts, they were still in a cage, the cage of sin. See, Jesus Christ said, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of heaven. I've been full-time in the ministry for 13 years. I became a Christian in March 1991, age 33. I'm 56, Savior, let me know. I know I don't look it, though. God only chose me for me, figure. 
Amen. I have an all-round ministry. <laughs> Praise God. Thank the Lord. But so many people I meet say to me, but I'm not a sinner. If I had a pound for every time people have said that to me, but I'm not a sinner. Well, if you're saying that, you're calling God a liar. Because the Bible says that all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. The Bible says that the wages of sin is death, judgment in hell. But the gift of God, hallelujah, is eternal life through Christ Jesus. Wonderful. A professor of theology came to Jesus one evening. His name was Nicodemus in John chapter 3. And he started to ask Jesus some questions about religion. And Jesus just cut to the chase. He says, Nicodemus, unless a man is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of heaven. Except a man be born again. Wow. I want to tell you this morning that we don't become sinners. We are born sinners. We all come from Adam and Eve's seed. And once they sinned in the garden, we are born into sin. You know, when I was a young boy, my dad and mum didn't have to teach me how to sin. It was in my nature to sin. Wow. You know, I remember one time some, some months ago, my, my little granddaughter, who is called Mary, she's a right little character. She takes after her grandma, amen. And her father had just bought this new van and she's outside. She's got the face of an angel, wow. And she's outside and she's throwing stones near the new van. So her father come out, he says, what are you throwing stones at the van for, Mary? Quick as a flash. She said there was birds near our new van, Dad, and I was scaring them away. She lied straight away. My assistant is a lady called Liz. And her little granddaughter came in from the garden one day, and she has a light-colored carpet in the hallway. And her granddaughter walked all mudding on the carpet. And in the front room, they had a budgie called Jethro. So Liz said to her granddaughter, who's put all that mud on my carpet? She said, Jethro did it. <laughs> you see, we are born sinners. An elephant gives birth to an elephant. A giraffe gives birth to a giraffe. A sinner gives birth to a sinner. We are born in sin. In need of a saviour. And Jesus Christ, the Lamb of God. John the Baptist says, behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. Hallelujah. Who takes away the sins of the world. The Bible says in John 3.16, one of the most famous verses in the Bible, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Whosoever believeth in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. Amen. Shall not perish, but have everlasting life. You know, I'm not asking you this morning... If you're religious, I'm not asking you if you go to church. I'm asking you, do you know Christ in your heart? 
Do you know your sins are forgiven? Do you have the assurance that your name is written in the Lamb's book of life? Well, this morning you can have that assurance. Wow. You can have that assurance in your heart this day that yes, I belong to Christ. You know, the amount of clergy I have brought to faith is amazing. Wow. You see, wearing a dog collar means nothing. I was ordained eight years ago. I used to wear my dog collar. Amen. But it was inconvenient because my wife couldn't walk the dog till I got home from work. <laughs> Hallelujah. Wow. I remember one time I was conducting a crusade and the vicar of the biggest church in the area came to the service. It was in a, in a town hall. Eight churches had come together in a thousand-seater venue. And this guy came, this vicar of the biggest church in the area, wearing his dog collar and all his flowing robes. And that night I preached the gospel of Jesus Christ, the true gospel. And that night he came to the front and gave his life to Christ. Hallelujah. Amen. Wonderful. You know, we have brought people from the gutter to, to Cambridge professors to faith because we are all sinners, every single one of us. There's no such a thing as a big sinner and a little sinner. We are sinners in need of a saviour. And when Jesus Christ went to the cross and he hung, he hung on the cross, the Lamb of God hanging on a cross with his backlash, why was he there? What was the Lord of all creation doing hanging on a cross? He was dying for you and me. And God laid on him the iniquity of the world as he willingly took my place and your place on the cross. He died, but bless God, he rose again. Hallelujah. He rose again. Death could not hold him. I want to tell you this morning that Jesus Christ is alive. Amen. Hallelujah. He's alive. <laughs> Wonderful. You see, people say to me, what's the difference then, William, between all these other so-called religious leaders and Jesus of Nazareth? Buddha and Muhammad and all them dudes. What's the difference? The difference is simple, friends. When all those other religious leaders died, they remained dead. But I want to tell you, Jesus' tomb is empty. Amen. The tomb is empty. Hallelujah. The tomb is empty because he's alive. That's the difference. He said, I am he that liveth and was dead. And behold, I am alive forevermore. Hallelujah. He said, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believeth in me, though they shall die, yet shall they live. Amazing. Oh, glory. And Jesus Christ this morning wants to come into your heart and forgive you your sins. People say to me, well, what about the Ten Commandments, William? What about the Ten Commandments? Is there anyone in here who can keep the Ten Commandments? If there is, would you please indicate it by flying around the room? Amen. Nobody can keep the Ten Commandments. The only one person ever kept them. And his name is Jesus. 
And because Jesus went and died on the cross for our sins, through faith in Jesus Christ alone, oh, hallelujah, we can have salvation. See, the Ten Commandments is like a mirror. When I look into the Ten Commandments, it shows me I'm a sinner because I can't keep them. I can't keep them. It's just like a mirror. The Ten Commandments weren't given to give us salvation. They was given to show us that we're sinners in need of a saviour. See, I want to tell you, if we could find salvation in any other way, no way would Jesus have gone to the cross. Is that right? No way would he have gone to the cross. If we could have salvation in any other way. Some people think salvation by works. The Bible says your good works are as filthy rags towards God in the area of salvation. It is by grace you have been saved through faith. This is not of yourself. Lest any man should boast, it's a gift. It's a gift of God. Wow. You know, I've heard some stock of excuses in my, in my ministry over the years. I remember this lady said to me, I don't need to be born again, William. I says, why is that, Chuck? She says, I live next door to a church. Thundering Nora. Dear me, and then you get these people. Well, I, you know, I go to church, so that makes me a Christian. No, it does not. Going to church does not make you a Christian. Faith in Christ makes you a Christian. You know, I go to KFC, but I'm not a piece of chicken. Amen. It wasn't that funny, mate. I'll give you that tenor later on. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Praise the Lord. And then you get those people who said they were born a Christian. You know, my mum was a Christian, my dad was a Christian, so I was born a Christian. You can't be born a Christian. You have to come to Christ and put your faith in him personally yourself. Being born in a Christian family doesn't make you a Christian. I was born in an hospital, but I'm not a doctor. Praise God. I'm not telling anymore. I was going to get too excited, that guy, innit? Thundering Nora. Wow. Dear Jesus. Wonderful. Dear Jesus. So you can't be born a Christian. You have to come by faith. You know, I'm asking you this morning if you've been circumcised or confirmed or if you've lit one or two candles. I'm asking, do you know Christ in your heart? Have you had sins forgiven? Religion is man's biggest defense against God. You see, religious people think they're all right because they're religious. Oh, I'm all right, Jack. You know, I go to church and I stick a quid in the offering. Oh, glory. You need to come personally 
by faith this morning and ask Jesus Christ to forgive you your sins. Amen. Lord, I repent of my sins and I trust you to be my savior. Hallelujah. You know, it's an amazing thing. You know, I, when I come to Christ at the age of 33, I was an atheist. Wow. So you see, the reason why I know Jesus Christ is real is because he changed my life. Amen. The greatest evidence that Jesus Christ is real is the changed life. Wow. God took me. I was an alcoholic. God took me from the bar room to the pulpit. Only God can do that, my friends. Only God alone can do that. On this day, I want to tell you something. Christ wants to transform your life. Amen. Christ wants to come into your heart. Come to Christ today. He will meet that need and that longing. And he'll fill the emptiness and vacuum in your heart. Wow. You may be here this morning and you're searching for the truth. Your search is over. Hallelujah. Jesus Christ said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And no man cometh unto the Father except by me. There's only one way to heaven, Jesus of Nazareth. There isn't many ways. There's only one way. I want to tell you this day, the Pope can't forgive your sin. The Virgin Mary can't forgive your sin. Only Jesus Christ alone. There's one way. And his name is Jesus of Nazareth. Amen. He said, I have come. Oh, hallelujah. He said, the thief, the devil has come to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But I have come that you might have life. Amen. And life in all its fullness. Life in all its fullness in Jesus. Amen. And this morning I want to introduce you to him. Oh, hallelujah. Jesus Christ knows you're here this morning. You're not here by coincidence, but by God incidence. Oh, hallelujah. Christ wants you to come on to him. To leave this place today, knowing you have salvation, knowing you have eternal life when you die in heaven. Wonderful. In a moment, I'm going to lead you in a prayer. And I want you to think very carefully about the decision you're going to make this morning. I want to tell you this, folks. Listen very carefully. This is the most important decision you will ever make in your life. It's a decision where you're going to spend eternity. There's only two places, heaven and hell. And this morning, you can have your name written in the Lamb's book of life. Amen. And have the assurance of heaven when you die. Through Jesus Christ, the Son of God, the Savior of the world. Hallelujah. Let's pray together. Every head bowed, every eye closed. just want you to focus right now upon Jesus. I just want us just let nothing distract you. Just focus upon him. There's going to be a time for certain you're going to stand before God and you're going to have to give an account of the decision you've made this morning. 
to either receive Jesus or to reject him. God gave you something. He gave us all something called free will. And this morning you have the free will to receive Christ and receive life or reject Christ and reject life. I counsel you to make the right decision to receive him. To receive Christ. To receive the peace and joy that comes of knowing the Messiah. I'm going to lead you in a prayer right now. This is how you receive him. The Bible says that everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Wow. I'm going to lead you in a prayer right now. And if you want to receive this Jesus Christ into your life, I want you to pray this prayer quietly in your heart. Between you and God. I'm asking you to pray it in your heart because I want you to understand something. You're not praying this prayer to me or to any man because no man can forgive your sins. Only God alone. If he was to die this minute, do you know you're going to go to heaven? Ask your heart that question. If you don't have that certainty, you need to pray this prayer. If you want to receive him, just pray this prayer right now in your heart after me. Lord Jesus, this day, I admit that I am a sinner in need of a savior. On this day, Lord Jesus, I trust you and you alone. To be my saviour and my Lord. Please come and live in my heart. By the power of the Holy Spirit. In Jesus name. While every head is bowed and every eye is closed. If you are here this day and you have just prayed that prayer in your heart. While every head is bowed and every eye is closed, I want you to do something very simple right now to acknowledge, yes, I prayed that prayer. If you prayed that prayer, I want you to raise your hand and take it straight back down. Do that straight away if you prayed the prayer. See your hand in the middle. See your hand in the, up at the top. See your hand in the middle. Hallelujah. See your hand up here to my, in, the, in the transept. See your hand. Father. Jesus. I'm not going to prolong this appeal because I never ever do long appeals. But I just want you to understand something crystal clear this morning. One day you're going to have to give an account of the decision you made this morning. And after this morning you can never say you didn't know because I've told you the truth. I'm going to pray for these people in a moment, but before I do that, I'm going to give you this final opportunity. If you prayed that prayer and you didn't raise your hand, you do it right now and I'll include you in the prayer. Just raise your hand and take it straight back down if you prayed the prayer. Father. I just want to pray with those people who raised their hands. I want everyone who raised their hands to stand to your feet. Stand to your feet right away.
so I can pray with you. Name of Jesus. Stand to your feet. Everyone who raised their hand, stand up. Jesus. Thank you. Stand to your feet. Just remain standing for a moment. Jesus. Those are the people who raise their hands and you're not standing. I want you to stand because I want to pray for you. The reason why I'm asking you to stand is, is because Jesus died publicly for you. He didn't die in secret. He died in public. I'm just going to pray for all those people who are standing. Father, this day we rejoice with the angels of God over sinners who have repented and come on to a knowledge of you, the living God. I praise Lord God that they would have the assurance in their hearts this morning that they now belong to you. And that the names are written in the book of life. Oh, hallelujah. In Jesus' precious name. Amen. And amen. Let's just take our seats just for a moment. For those people who stood, there's someone who will be coming alongside you shortly, and we just want to give you some free literature, just explaining a little more fully the decision that you've made this morning. So we'll have a little chat with you and a prayer with you and give you some free literature. Wow. Wonderful. Hallelujah. When Jesus Christ died on the cross for our salvation, it's a full salvation. Hallelujah. Salvation, healing, deliverance, freedom to come out of the cage. This morning you may be here and you're in the cage of sickness. Well, this morning Jesus Christ, the Son of God, is the great physician. Amen. Amen. The great physician. You know, I came to this church in March 2008 to conduct a month of miracles. And believe me, miracles took place. Because I finished up, I was here for two years. Dear Jesus. Every night except Mondays. Jippos for you, eh? Once you get them in, you can't get them out. Amen. And we see miracles every night. People getting out of wheelchairs, blind eyes opening through the power of Jesus of Nazareth. Hallelujah. And he's the same Jesus today. So if you're here this morning, I'm not going to ask you to come to the front because time wouldn't allow that. But if you have sickness in your body and you need an healing touch from God, I want you to stand to your feet right now and I will pray for you. Right where you're standing. Stand to your feet if you have sickness in your body. Thank you, Lord. I just want you to expect God to touch you right where you are. Amen. The Bible says he sent forth his word and he healed them all. Hallelujah. I want to tell you, Jesus Christ can heal any disease. Hallelujah. 
There's no sickness too hard or too difficult for God. The healing Jesus. Lord God, I just pray for these people who are standing in expectant faith. In the finished work of the cross. Oh, hallelujah. That Lord, you would just touch each person. You know, every need represented. In this church this day. So Lord God, touch each person with your healing hand. Set them free. I speak health into every person who is standing in the name of Jesus. I speak health. I pray, Lord, from the top of the head to the soles of the feet, they would be released from the cage of sickness. they would be set free Lord that they would be set free I just want us to remain in this atmosphere just for a moment I just want us just to focus on him as the anointing of the power of God is present right now right this moment power of the Lord was present to heal Jesus you know you may be here this morning and you are a Christian you know Christ in your heart but you feel away from him you still go to church and but you've lost your joy. Well, the Lord Jesus is the Lord of restoration. Hallelujah. To restore back the joy. The psalmist said, restore back to me the joy of my salvation. Father, says if we confess our sins he's just and faithful to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness to be righteous in the eyes of God I pray for each and every one of us Lord who are here today and Lord we those of us who need that touch of restoration that this morning we need for you to pour on fresh oil the oil of the spirit of God to restore, to renew, to revive to refresh Lord God, just do that in your precious name. Jesus, 
Thank you, Lord. The Spirit of the Lord was hovering. Oh, hallelujah. I want to tell you the Spirit of God is hovering in this place right now. The presence of the Lord is here to heal and to set free. Thank you, God. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, wonderful God. We just kneel at your footstool this day, Lord. We just kneel at your footstool. Wonderful Jesus. Wonderful Jesus. I just pray this morning, Lord, for, for those of us who may be going through financial, we're in a financial cage or an unemployment cage, that, Lord, you would smash that cage in Jesus' name. Oh, hallelujah. For those of us who have loved ones who do not know you, we stand today as your church. And we intercede, hallelujah. Holy Spirit, remove the scales from the eyes of people's hearts that they might see you, Lord Jesus, risen and exalted. And that they would come on to a knowledge of you, the living God. I thank you, Lord, that you're not limited by distance. Oh, hallelujah. Mm. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Mm. Jesus mm. Jesus Jesus said the spirit of the sovereign Lord is upon me for he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor Hallelujah To set at liberty those who are in captivity. To release the oppressed. The recovery of sight to the blind. And to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. The year of the Lord's favor. This morning I speak God's favor over your lives. I speak God's favor on your lives. I just sense this is just a pivotal time in many lives in this place. I believe God would just say to you this morning that I love you. Wow. What manner of love has God bestowed upon us that would be called the children of the living God? Jesus says, greater love hath no man than this, than he lays down his life for his friends.
Jesus laid down his life for you and for me. What manner of love. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Mm. Thank you, Jesus. Let's all just stand together for a moment. Thank you, God. Isn't he wonderful this morning? Did I hear five amens there? I said, isn't he wonderful this morning? Hallelujah. Glory. Bless the name of Jesus. Bless the name of Jesus. Bless the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Let's give him a mighty clap offering. Hallelujah. Hallelujah! Glory! Glory to God!